the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. I really would like to stay as a as a small firm in that myself and maybe one other attorney as a long term goal. I want to be, you know, the best criminal defense attorney in the South Metro Atlanta area, and that is the goal. And I'm not saying that can't be done without the bigger ones, but I have not gotten to a point where I've thought about trying to be, you know, bigger than bigger than it, than it is itself. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is. The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jim? Oh, Tyson, we were both up early texting each other today. I don't know why either of us were up that damn early. I know. I was... It's funny because you sent me the text, you know, what are you doing up? And I'm thinking the exact same thing about you. you know, sometimes you just get up early. So it's good. It was, yep. what, 4.30, I think, is what it, we were texting back and forth. And, and Kent even chimed in, which is kind of a, a shocker for both of us. He normally sleeps into probably 10 o'clock every day. But now it makes sense. He's in D.C. with Seth. So that, that makes sense that he's an hour ahead. It all came full circle. We figured it out. Otherwise, there's no way that kid's up that early. That's right. Well, I'm excited about our guest today. He's a longtime uh, member of the Facebook group. He's very active in the group. We love having him in there. Um, he was added, I noticed, today by Tyler Moffat a long time ago. And um, without further ado, let me introduce Ryan Brown. Ryan, welcome to the show. Good morning, uh, Jim. Tyson, thanks for having me this morning. Like I said, I, I have been a longtime Facebook lurker. Um, I was a podcast listener before a Facebook lurker, um, and then I've you know gradually become more active. So I appreciate you having me on this morning. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're a lurker. I mean, you you, you engage. That's not quite fair to call yourself a lurker. You're, you're definitely. No, that, I think that. you're right. I think I lurked at first, got comfortable, kind of learned the players, and then I definitely felt became more comfortable engaging. Certainly. I think that's natural. You know, dip your toe in a little bit, get get involved. I get it. Okay. So, so talk a little bit about you, what you do, and and sort of how just a little bit about your journey. Of course. So, um, I've only been practicing probably a year and a half. I graduated law school in May of seventeen, passed the bar I think end of October, early November of seventeen. Um, I immediately went to the district attorney's office uh, here locally, where I I had been an intern throughout law school. Um, when you know when you're coming out of school, you get a job offer, you you take it. <laughs> um, so uh, I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do long term. I knew I wanted to do a, be a criminal defense attorney, which is what I am now. Um, I got an opp opportunity. Well, I will say this. When I was at the DA's office, I, I had decided I was going to leave, and, and I was going to 
probably start my own firm. And I reached out to a fellow Maximum Lawyer member, uh, Tyler Moffitt, and I had been listening to the Maximum Lawyer podcast kind of in anticipation of opening my firm. I talked with Mr. Moffitt, and he actually offered me a job um, kind of with the understanding that eventually I would leave and open my own. Um, and I was able to go work for him for a little while, and it was really beneficial as far as learning um, some basic firm management, you know, uh, skills that you don't learn when you're in the in the district attorney's office. So now I am a solo. I've been solo since December 10th of last year, so almost four months now, um, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Ryan, why do you think you were such a quick start to launch your own thing? A couple of reasons, I think. The, the main driving factor was I knew I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney. Um, and the nature of criminal defense practice is that there's just not big firms. You know, you don't have the opportunity to go be a big firm criminal defense attorney. You know, sometimes you'll see a two, three, four-person firm doing it, but for the most part, it is solos. Um, and there's, I think, a, uh, the big reason for that is probably, you know, legal conflicts as far as representing co-defendants and stuff like that. So I knew that, you know, in order to make that happen, I was going to have to um, learn the skills to be a, a solo entrepreneur, you know, law firm owner, business owner. So my, it kind of started with the desire to be a solo criminal defense attorney, and I had to develop and teach myself, and I'm still doing that every day by far. I'm not saying I know how you know, how to become the business owner. You know, I, I, the technician part was the, from the E-Myth book was the, the part that I enjoyed. And I really had to learn um, how to how to run the business. And I'm still learning, like I said, every day. Let's talk a little bit more more about that part of it. I guess what, what are the things that you struggle with when it comes to running the business? You know, I, I'm kind of anal, of course, lawyer type. So I wrote down my weaknesses, you know, before the in anticipation of this morning. So you know, one thing I've heard Jim talk about this too in, in different contexts, but I'm great at, at saying, oh man, I need a system for this, or I need something that does this. And then I'm really not good at all about making that happen. You know, you know, I'm very good at saying this could be so much more efficient. And then I just keep saying, man, this could be so much more efficient and I never do anything about it. Um, and I, I think I struggle with a little bit of, a little bit of just taking the first step and doing it as well as I get nervous about, am I going to approach this problem and fix it the right way? Um, so the first big one was, you know, managing my leads. Um, at first, I was just kind of had a little notebook, writing down notes. That was terrible. I've, I've gone to Clio Grow now. I use Clio for my case management. I added Clio Grow, um, and that was a good first step. But I'm still working on developing the the certain they use the word pipeline, the certain like, you know, tiers or steps in the process through the intake process that I really that I kind of just struggle mentally of putting pen to paper and getting them organized into how my 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 intake flow works. I totally feel your pain. I mean, Tyson knows and teases me often that I am not the follow through guy. I did a Colby and my follow through is very low. And so how are you how are you overcoming that? Are you taking baby steps? Are you trying to implement small little systems? Yes. So the you know, and I, I use the intake, you know, this is kind of everywhere from document auto automation to intake, wherever it may be, in that I'm really having to kind of learn how to do it first, which is not that difficult, but it does take, you know, watch a YouTube video. I'm a millennial, so that you know how I teach myself. And it's a little bit of trial and error too. With the intake process, one thing I struggle with is I, I try to categorize the, my leads in like how they come in and what kind of client it is. And doing criminal defense, you know, sometimes I'll have 
direct phone contact with a client who's in custody and someone on the outside's calling. I'll have, you know, um, a web submission from the online form or whatever. So what I've really tried to do is kind of take each one of each one of those possibilities and do a little bit of a system for for that particular one one at a time. And I don't know if that's the, the quickest way to get it, but once I get them built out, I think it will work great. And just you know, it's a little trial and error in the sense of you know how often do I need to be sending the follow up emails to a lead? You know, if they've been in the pipeline for you know eight weeks and I haven't heard back from them since they submitted the first online form, is it okay to take them out of the pipeline now? You know, and and take that one as a loss. So I, you asked, the question was, you know, how am I overcoming it? I don't know that I am. Um, I know that it is a weakness that I need to work on. Um, I like to think that I'm taking, that I'm t- taking it on and attacking it. Um, but at the same time, I'm dealing with a little bit of the, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm never going to get anything done. When am I supposed to work on that problem as well? One, one of my process goals that I've worked through with Jason Selk, that it's something that I know I need to do every single day is building out systems. And uh, it, it's, it's something that I think is really, really important to the firm. And it's, and so the way we sort of work it out is, you know, what are my three process goals that are going to get me towards my vision? And so that's one of my three. So I think if you think it's that important, I think it's very, very important that you spend, you, you take a chunk of your day, whether it's 30 minutes, could be 15 minutes, could be an hour, whatever you, whatever value you put on it. And you say, I'm going to take X number of minutes each day to work on that. I mean, is that something you do now or how often do you work on those systems as it is? Is it just yes. kind of here and there when you have time or how do you do it now? I will say it's here or there somewhat. I will tell you that nighttime is, you know, at night is when I work on this kind of thing. Um, it's when, you know, that like 10 to 11 o'clock when, you know, there's kind of not a lot going on. I'm more of a night worker than a, a morning person, to be honest. Um, you know, I get up, obviously, you've got to be in the office and in court and everything. But, you know, I really like the night time, the night um, to myself. You know, it's quiet. That's my time where I can sit down. That's when I write a lot of my content for the website and that I really have the, the opportunity to um, work on this kind of thing. So it may be something where I just need to sit out three, four, five days in advance just given how I know I manage my time and and physically write in my in my planner, you know, on Monday night I'm going to spend 45 minutes or an hour working on, you know, the intake system and then on Tuesday it'll be the, you know, the document autom- automation through Clio and stuff like that. That that is probably something, you know, that I could definitely implement and that would be super helpful. Why don't, we, why don't you just put on your calendar every day at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever time you do, you, you choose. Right you know, for, for 30 minutes that you're going to work on building systems. And what if you just did that? I, I think that that would probably solve the problem. And I know it's crazy. And I know this is probably low level as far as, you know, y'all talk about a lot of really high level law firm management stuff, but that's probably all I need to do. Cause I do, I mean, my Google calendar, you know, that's what I live by. I have it, you know, it's on my phone. It's on the, the first app that shows up and I, you know, I plan down to the minute just about. So I think that if I just physically slam that time in there, then I really do think that I would probably be able to, to work on it and get it done. Ryan, have you looked at some guys like Bill Umansky or Jay Ruane and sort of how they've built a practice and Sean Hamp who have built practices that are sort of bigger than themselves? I know you said that most criminal defense attorneys are solos, but have you given much thought? And maybe this is a little further down the track of yeah. of growing it, growing it. So, you know, that's an interesting question, and that's one thing that I've spent a lot of time thinking about is 
you know, what my personal goal is in that, you know, is my personal goal to be a solo or is it to be, you know, to have a firm that is bigger, bigger than myself? This is crazy, but, you know, I've actually come across clients who have been represented by some of those people before they moved and stuff, which just shows how successful they are, you know, in their practices. Um, I do have maybe a unique goal to the the group in that I really would like to stay um, as a as a small firm in that myself and maybe one other attorney as a long term goal, um, you know. And I, I think that is different in that it's and you can tell how I'm struggling with my words here in that you know I have this goal written down and I. I the problem I have is I am 27 years old and that goal, I may feel differently about that goal when I'm 31 or two and married with kids. Um, right now it sounds great to me to, I want to be, you know, the best criminal defense attorney in the South Metro Atlanta area. And that is the goal. Um, and I'm not saying that can't be done without the bigger ones, but I have not gotten to a point where I've thought about trying to be, you know, bigger than, bigger than the, than it is itself. So you've got the two offices here, um, one's in Noonan, Georgia, one's in Macon, Georgia. Just curious, and I, I forgive me because I'm yeah. not familiar with the landscape of, of, of Georgia and how its proximity to Atlanta, but how far away is, it, is that are those locations from Atlanta, and do you find that it's difficult getting getting clients in Atlanta because of your, your proximity to, to where your offices are? Yeah, so so I do have two locations technically they're both very small except I'm, I'm a com complete solo I use Ruby to answer the phone you know I'm the only employee I have these locations Noonan is the closer one to Atlanta so Noonan is probably 35 or 40 minutes south of Atlanta I don't take cases in the city of Atlanta um, every now and then I've had one or two maybe in Fulton County which is where Atlanta is most of my cases are going to be suburban and even exurban to the to the south and west of the city so I, you know, I target all of my Google ads very specifically to zip codes outside of the city of Atlanta, where the, you know, where it's much more expensive, much more competitive. Our um, geography is kind of based on judicial circuit, um, and Georgia is very county-based. We have like 159 counties, so I really target probably like five to seven counties to the south and west of Atlanta, and really try and keep the main business there from from the Noonan office. Now, the, the, the actual reason that I have a Macon office is no more complicated than um, it's like the third or fourth biggest city in Georgia. Uh, my girlfriend lives there, and I spend a bunch of time there, and I found a really cheap office, and I said, well, this gives me an opportunity to work here on Mondays and Fridays when I spend the weekend there. And I've been able to actually get quite a few cases from there and actually become kind of profitable there as well. So it's been that's kind of been an interesting development that's only happened over the past maybe like uh, four to six weeks probably. The specific answer to that question would be I try to stay out of the actual competitive, you know, downtown Atlanta market and really focus on the suburban, exurban where I, the competition is less. And I think I have I have more of an opportunity to eventually hopefully dominate the south and, and west metro areas the, the goal. Walk us through your day. Like what's a typical day or a typical week for Ryan Brown, solo solopreneur, solo lawyer with no support? I'll, I'll start that by saying I've had one big change since I started, and that was getting Ruby. That's made a huge difference for me and, and helps me tremendously. So that, that was kind of a, a big um, change that I made probably like six weeks in that was super helpful. Um, it really is 
I spend a lot of time at the courthouse, which is um, good and bad, I guess. It's hard to work when you're at the courthouse. That's the worst part, certainly. Um, we have these massive court calendars that are, that are, you know, 250 positions. And if you have one case on the calendar, you very well may be there from 9 to 1 o'clock. Um, those court dates are typically on Tuesdays or Thursdays and probably happen every other week. Um, so those are, those are a huge time suck. Now, generally, I'm in the office, in my noon in office, usually Monday through Thursday um, or Tuesday through Thursday, depending on the week. Um, I, I've started working from the Macon office a lot on Fridays, and it's, it's very by appointment only. Um, you know, I, I'm not really accessible from the street or, you know, I don't really have uh, drop-ins. That's not really something that, that I have experienced. But my day-to-day -day life, I, you know, I get up, come, I live about five minutes from the office, come in. Um, I usually, in the mornings, I go through the email first thing, kind of go through those. Um, then I, I always make a to-do list for the next day, the night before. So, you know, on, on a Sunday night, I'll sit down, I'll jot down, you know, 10 things I need to do the next day, um, kind of rank them priority. Um, and then there's always some triage, too. So, you know, I'll come in, I'll start working on a brief, or I'll start, you know, reviewing discovery in a case. And then usually the, at that point, the phone's usually ringing three or four times. And, you know, it's whether it's a potential client or a new client, you know, or an existing client. And I end up getting distracted by that a little bit. By that time, it's lunch. I feel like I haven't gotten anything done. And in the afternoon, I'm usually able to really crank out um, some work. That's when I do a lot of my, uh, you know, discovery review, um, even put out some content at that point. Um, you know, and it's just so dependent on our court schedule that um, – and I, I spend a lot of time in the car. That's, that's the other thing. It is kind of – my circuit's kind of spread out and that there are, you know, other courthouses that I frequent that are 40 minutes away, you know, and that's only one county over. That's the, the very next jurisdiction over. So, you know, if you have court there and you're sitting in the courthouse for three hours and you're burning two hours in the in the car, that's uh, it's not a wasted day, but that is a huge chunk of the day that's gone right there. Me and Jimmy, this is bringing me memories of my old criminal defense days where, you know, in the morning I'd be in the city and then I would head to the county and then I would head out to yeah. St. Charles County. And then if I had time, I'd head down to Jefferson County. And then if not, I'd call the clerk and let them know I wasn't going to be there in time. I I feel your pain. It's yeah, you, you and it seems like time. all of the all of the local counties seem to be on the same court calendar where, you know, it'll be a Tuesday and a Thursday and it's I've got four courts I'm supposed to be in on Tuesday and four on Thursday. And it's like, you know, you just physically it's not it's literally that actually is impossible you know, <laughs> um, yeah, that, from a time that's, standpoint. That's going to cause you some problems as you as you begin to grow. And I know you don't want to get too big, but just just keep that in mind. It's going to cause well, you some issues. Do you mean you that's, and that's already soon. that's already something that I'm and I was going to talk to you all about it as far as one of my weaknesses. Um, and I think it's because I'm new is that I, I think I've probably geographically spread myself too thin. From the from the Noonan from the Noonan office, um, in that I, I do have cases kind of a, a 360 degree, you know, radius around the office, and I've really started in the past month, I would say, really tried to be more restrictive on um, on those cases, and part of that came with a price increase. Actually, I, I started charging more, um, and it's crazy that I'm getting less cases and making the same amount of money, which is kind of what my goal would be, you know, is to be a not accessible to necessarily every single person who walks through the door. Well, and I don't know, I mean, in Missouri, we can do this. I don't know if you can do it in Georgia, but have you have you considered the idea of, of using contract lawyers to cover court appearances? And it, it maybe, I mean, I was in, I've got a text chain on a text chain with a bunch of other criminal defense lawyers. I'm actually still on it. I just like being on it, but 
what we would do is we if there's about 20 people on the text chain and what we would mm -hmm. do is say hey i'm going to be in jefferson county tomorrow morning does anyone need coverage that's a simple way that doesn't cost you anything of, of actually getting those court appearances covered another thing you can do is if you don't want to do that just pick an attorney in each jurisdiction that you're there a lot and if you, it's something where you're not going to get the case done that day not a plea or something like that you get them to cover it and even if you cut them off a little bit of money to do that it, it'd be worth your time and the other thing is is if you if you staff up a little bit let's say you just hire a receptionist and, and i don't know how close you are to doing that but that's going to yeah. free up a lot of your time I and mean, someone that's going to be scanning in your pleadings drafting your minor pleadings for you all of that stuff answering the phone that's going to free up a lot of your time so how that, how far away are you from hiring someone yeah so that I have two things to say about that, and that's actually something that I had written down that I was hoping would come out in that um, – so, you know, I spend a, – a, well, two things. Back to my schedule, I spend a ton of time doing, you know, management or, like, you know, just ministerial-type tasks. Like, I spend more time mailing stuff than just about anything, you know, and that's something that I really need to eliminate. With – as far as hiring someone, you know, I spend a good chunk of money on Ruby a month. Um, my goal has been to hire a in-person um, assistant secretary type role by January of 2020. That's kind of been my goal. That'll be open a year, um, and I, I've been saving money for it. And that that is kind of the you know I'm not going to hire someone just to hire someone at that point, but that is when I want to be financially uh, secure enough to say, okay, I am making the decision that I'm starting the hunt for someone who can help me out because we, we're not able to e-file. Um, our criminal pleadings where I'm at. Um, so literally, oh. any any when I sent, when I file an entry of appearance with the, you know the basic boilerplate motions, that's a I've got to print a copy or print the original, make two copies, print a letter to the clerk, put them in the mail, you know a return ad self-addressed return envelope in the one that goes to the clerk with the letter saying hey send it back, um, put the postage on it, take it to the post office, which sound you know which sounds you know not that big of a deal, but it's a time suck, you know, especially if you have a good week where you got hired on a couple of cases. Um, you're talking, you're talking a lot of time, you know, by the end of that week that you spent, that I spent literally putting, put stuffing envelopes, quite literally. Ryan, you're killing me here, dude. Do you, do I know. you have enough, do you have enough money to pay an admin person for two months? Uh, yes, probably. Yeah. You got to do this yesterday, man. There's no way you can be dragging it out till January. You're, you're doing way too much low-level stuff. Yeah, and that, you know, that is, you asked me my weaknesses earlier. That's what I should have said, is that, you know, I think it's probably a confidence thing in that, you know, you're scared, obviously. You know, I just started in December. Am I, you know, should someone who's been open three months be hiring someone? The answer is, is yes, I think, you know, and I know that in my heart, but it's the physical doing it. Because um, I do, I spend, I, I'd say 60% of my time is on low-level stuff like that. That is just a time suck, and that's what, that's what wears me down, you know. I, I cannot tell you how giddy this makes me that mm. Jim Hacking is lecturing you on doing low-level work, which is really, really funny to me, Jimmy. I don't know if you see the irony <laughs> in that, but um, so question I have for you, and yeah. I know we're getting sort of close on time, but it seems like you're doing a pretty good job of getting clients. So, I mean, how are you doing that? What 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 are you doing to to get clients? Yeah, so um, the when I first started, um, it was and it still is. I, I do a you know a good bit of spend on Google Ads uh, monthly, very targeted to the zip codes that I that I want to target. 
Um, what I have been surprised at is the amount of referral referrals that I've received. I've gotten far more referrals than I ever anticipated, which is I'm so thankful for because they are the most likely to sign the contract. They are the, the most likely to pay their full bill. Um, you know, they, they, they almost always hire, you know, um, and that is something that I did not anticipate. I didn't think I was going to get that many referral businesses or referral um, clients. There's a lot of general practitioners here. Um, I really did not see that coming, and it's been a, a huge blessing. With that said, a majority of them still do come from, you know, a Google ad-based, um, you know, lead, if you will. I recently bought GeorgiaSexCrimeDefense.com um, for, for a couple reasons. Uh, one reason is I have two ideal clients. I hear a lot of people talk about ideal clients. Um, you know, one of them is in the, 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 the probably the best client is a, a college kid who has been arrested for something related to something that happened on the college campus, and their parents are, are you know, interested in securing them some legal representation. That is a that is probably my if I had to pick a client where that was had to be my only practice that would be it. Um, we have a university here in my circuit, University of West Georgia. Um, so you know I try to you know find a way to kind of market to them. Um, and then my other ideal client would be you know I my my long term ten year goal is to be doing you know have one or two types of crimes that I'm only representing those whether it be, you know, gang crime, sex crime, whatever it may be, I think that the, the sex crime defense, while it's, you know, it, a lot of people, you know, are, there's a negative stigma to that, certainly to some level, but, you know, I enjoy kind of being the underdog, that's, you know, and, and, you know, I think everyone deserves fair legal representation. So that, that is one reason I bought that, that web domain name. I have no idea what to do with it. I don't know if I should do anything with it yet, if I should start a little blog on it. I was going to see if y'all had any opinion on that. Well, let, let's stop. Let's, let's pick one thing at a time. I think I think part of this is that you've got so much going on that you're paralyzed on what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Much of it yes. has to do with the fact that you're doing gym hacking work where you're just doing just low level stuff. Uh, and so I think you need to get rid of that crap. But let, let's pick the academic one. I, what, 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 I guess, what would you call that practice area? So, so it is criminal defense. Um, what, but what I have found is that and I think that the way to get into this market is, you know, if you're a college student here in Georgia and you're arrested, you're usually facing a, a uh, suspension or expulsion from the university as well as the criminal case. So, you know, there's a bunch of lawyers out there marketing to the criminal case. I have found that there are not that many lawyers marketing to the school suspension side of things. And, you know, they really do kind of run concurrently. Um, so I think that the the you know, the, whether it be blogs or, or whatever it may be, that the, the easy end to these potential clients is going to be, you know, hey, the school wants to investigate me or this, the, the university, and I, you know, investigator, which they literally have university investigators that are not law enforcement agents, you know, want to do an interview. Should I be doing those? You know, it, it's probably my way into to that particular niche client base. Well, I, I think that the, 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 your, your source of getting those clients is is hitting you right in the face because I, I think where you go is you go to these other attorneys that are not handling the academic side of things they're just mm -hmm. handling the criminal side of things you could do cle's you could do a lot of things marketing to those attorneys but i think maybe even before you start doing that i think you need to start producing the content and i think you need to start doing videos putting up blog posts creating pages 
of content on your webs on a website. I would do one just specifically for that. And I think you also need some sort of lead magnet. Um, and and you could, I mean, what's what's great about this is you could target on Facebook specifically to these students. You know, don't get kicked out of school, that kinds of things. And you could right. do some really cool uh, advertising with that stuff. And yeah, and I don't know is if you, I don't know if you can get access to people that have been charged with crimes online in, in Georgia and in your area. Yeah. In around here, you could even get really creative and do some micro targeting, which we we'll talk about in a, another podcast. But you do some really cool things. Uh, Jimmy, what are you, what are your thoughts? I wonder if there's a way that you could um, have a VA or somebody review all the school university newspapers, because a lot of times those, those kind of stories um, pick up steam in the school newspapers. Because I think a lot of people view the student suspension system as you know, murky and sort of subject to the whims of the people involved, not a lot of due process. And I think that- They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think if you portray yourself that as the advocate of fairness and justice and due process and, you know, educate people, and then I would just be combing through the news for stories about 20-year-olds who get in trouble either on campus or off campus and those kinds of things. I think that, you know, um, I don't think Instagram would work, but I think you got to think about the younger people and where they're where they're hanging out. Right, right. Certainly, and that's that's something that you know, you know, I, hell, I, heck, I very well may follow up with y'all as I have ideas about, you know, oh, I thought about this. What do y'all think? Certainly, I'm not afraid to to reach out at all. Yeah, maybe oh, for that lead magnet, maybe for that lead magnet, do something simple like the top ten things you need to know if some school investigator contacts you or. You know, and then we have another, I have another friend who does, he's in Oxford, Mississippi, uh, Jay Carmian, yeah. and he does, he does a lot of stuff for, um, I guess, minors in possession and other college uh -huh. type, college type things. And they do, they do like, it wouldn't be a CLE, but it would be like, they go to the fraternities and the sororities and they do talk. Yeah. And so that, and that's one of those things that I, you know, that that's funny you say that. I, that's one of those things I have written down in the idea book that I've never done. Um, you know, and I need to, I need to just reach out to the fraternities and stories and just do it. You know, that's something that I need to put on my, put on my calendar. Hey, email, find the, I'm sure that it's online, find the president of so-and-so fraternity sorority, send an email, say, I want to come, you know, just give free information. All right, Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting you on notice right now. Okay. I'm on. What, when, when are you going to get that done? I'm, when we hang up the phone, I'm going to. I'm going to send that email today. To okay. A when, well, maybe not today. You, I want to plan my. I want to plan the content first of what I would talk about. So, oh okay. man, I'll I'll send it. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. It's too perfect. Well, Perfection is crippling you, Ryan. It is. It is. Okay. So I won't do that. I will send the email today. Send the email today. <laughs> okay. Okay. You send the email today, and then when are you going to finish? When's your deadline for finishing the content? The content to to that I would pitch to them at a, if I was talking no, no, no. to Turner Shorty or like a website, website type. Thing. For your website. Um, I will do a. Uh, I may do a uh, a. You know, I, does it, it probably needs to be like an evergreen page, not really a blog post. You think is that kind of what we think about this? I think you need a website dedicated to it. So and I, so I'm thinking big picture, long term. When do you? So think I need have I need to get a I need to get a domain and and get it set up. Is that is that kind of what we're thinking for that? Yeah, I think so. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm writing this down. So, um, 
Man, see, this is where I this is where the paralysis hits. Is these you know lo- longer mid range type? Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know what a good target goal is for that because I have not went through the process of building a website out. Um, you know, I I use a, a, a you know company that does mine. Um, and you know maybe something where I just need to add a add a domain to that service, um, which would make it quicker certainly. Um, well, it's you know, and it's. it's- it's not just paralysis. It's paralysis plus licking stamps on envelopes. It's those two things. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad combination. It is. Certainly. So here, here, here is my – are you going to the conference? So I went last year. I was, you know, I was fairly new. My brother is getting married this year, and I'm going to be in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, up until through the start. So I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to make the conference this year just because – the brother's wedding is uh, hard to get out of, you know. <laughs> I get that. Okay, well, here's your deadline: June fourth to have the content. Done. Okay. All right. Okay. So June fourth, the day before our, our conference starts, you, that's when you need to have it done. You're gonna email someone today about getting into the university to speaking to people, and then I'm okay. going to call you out if it's not done, and I'm gonna remind you. I'm gonna hound the hell out All of right. you until it's done. All right, I'm writing it down right now. I'm putting it in the uh, putting it in the Google Calendar. There are plenty of resources in the group to reach out to to get a website up quickly. So oh no yeah, excuse. I mean the group has been so helpful to me. It's 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 incredible. Jimmy, what else you got, bud? You're a good man, Ryan Brown. I, I it was fun having you at the conference last year, and I think don't be too hard on yourself. And and we're you know we're we're sort of pushing you, but it's all it's all good. I mean you are far ahead of many of your peers who you graduated with. I mean, don't, don't get caught up in all the stuff that you haven't been able to pull off. I mean, take, take pride in the stuff that you have been able to pull off. And, and I think, I think you just need a massive amount of more support. I think it's on lots of different levels on lots of different phases and, and you're going to get there. Um, You just need to, to separate yourself from the things you don't need to be doing. Certainly, certainly. And that's, Hey, that's why I wanted to be on the show. I, you know, I said, I, I need the uh, I need the advice and input certainly. All right, I'm gonna wrap Ryan. Uh, hopefully, you've got something out of this. I think I think I, I think you are on the right track. So I think Jimmy's right. I think you're you're doing a lot of the good the right things. You you've recognized some things that you need to do, and I think that that's a, a big part of it. So I think that's really awesome. All right, so we're gonna wrap. Before we do, I want to make sure that everyone knows to go to the Facebook group, get involved. There's a lot of a lot of just great people like Ryan there that are contributing. Uh, giving feedback, asking questions. And it's a really great environment. Um, so, so get involved there. And if you don't mind, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you're getting something out of it, please go and leave us a five-star review. It helps spread the word. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? All right. So um, I do want to remind everyone that there's this little conference coming up in June, uh, June 6th and 7th. It's called Max Law Con 19. You might not have heard about it, but if you are thinking about it, we're getting close to selling out. I think we have about 30 plus a few slots left. I'm sure it's going to be sold out like last year was. Um, so make sure to at least um, get your mind around, uh, you know, buying a ticket. For my hack of the week, this is something that has grown organically out of the Facebook group, and I was very excited to see it. Two different members of our group, Mark Zamora in Georgia, and um, Jay Ruane in Connecticut are putting together lunches of maximum lawyers in those cities. I always thought that our friend Will Eady would be the first to do something like this in Cleveland because we have such a big fan base in Cleveland. But I believe that Tyson, you and I should follow their lead and do a lunch in St. Louis. 
what do you think? I think it's a great idea, and you 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 stole my tip, which uh, with you didn't know about it, but it, it sucks. I'm gonna have to come up with a new tip, but I've got another. I've got a good backup, but I I absolutely agree, and I I'm a little you know I'm a little embarrassed we haven't done it to this point. You know, I mean it's it's, but I'm glad that's the power of this group though is that people are organizing and they're getting they're putting together groups and it's it's really awesome. So um, you and I need to announce a date in the next few weeks, and we'll we'll make it happen. All right, Ryan. So you know you know the deal. What is your tip or hack of the week? So I do have a uh, tip or hack of the week. Um, mine is, and I apologize if this has been used before, but I have recently discovered Grammarly, a Chrome extension um, that kind of uh, works on grammar and uh, typos, stuff like that. I'm a fast typer and not always that accurate, um, and it, it's uh, been a very uh, efficient tool for me to go back through and just uh, co- extra comma two periods here and it's been super helpful for me in uh, my online typing and stuff like that. I No one has recommended that one I don't think. Uh, that's actually a really good one. That, that's one of the cool things about Yoast whenever you for your for WordPress sites whenever it, it helps you with your SEO but it also helps you with your grammar. It's, it's really kind of cool. It tells you okay there's yeah. too much passive voice in there, this paragraph or there's a run on sentence here. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So. Pretty nice. It's been and super it, helpful. That, that'd be really helpful. Oh, for and of I will say the, the conference is awesome. Everyone should go to the conference. <laughs> That's nice. Good. That's a good good plug. Appreciate it. All right. So I have, I've, I've been, here's my tip of the week. I I subscribed to Adobe Cloud, uh, Creative Cloud for a while. I was using it for just a couple things and I didn't realize the power of it. And it, it really is incredible. There are so many access, so much access to, to different video editing apps that I had no idea that I had access to. So my tip is to go to and subscribe to Adobe Cloud. I think it's seventy nine bucks a month. It, it, for what you get, it is a steal for all the all the different products you get. But I'm just, I mean, just looking at my phone now, I've got three apps that are on my phone that, that allow me to work with video, Spark Video, Adobe Clip, and then Rush CC. But there's also desktop companions that go with each one of those, and they're, they're all cloud-based. And so they really do help you with the editing video. I was thinking about buying a really expensive video editing software, and I decided not to because of this. So uh, I highly recommend it, so check it out. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. We, we got, got to go back and forth a lot, and hopefully help you solve some problems. So thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks, Jen. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.